0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct consumer for Warner
2: Brothers Discovery,
1: weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust.
2: Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that.
3: to uh, Celtic Stadium, I'm Paul John Dykes and this evening I'm delighted to be joined by the Burns family, or or three of Tommy's kids, as well as David Carswell and Mark as well Uh, we've spoken before Uh, we've got Jenna and Emma and Michael, so welcome all to the studio it's great to see you
0: and uh, uh, be
3: talking Mm. memories about the late great Tommy Burns, I'm going to start right because uh, my very first game was Tommy's testament against Liverpool it was first time I ever went to Celtic Park 1987 it would have been May actually 1987 mm. my very first game which means I have mm. watched Celtic in five decades which shows you how old yeah. uh-huh. am. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then my first season ticket was Tommy Burns's first season as manager really? so my, I've got milestones as a Celtic Absolutely. fan <laughs> and it's Tommy Burns and he keeps coming back and the first time I've seen us winning a trophy because I missed the Dundee United game which will be pivotal, I'm sure, in the play, was the Airdrie game in 1995. That was the right, first yeah. time i physically seen Celtic lifting a trophy. So, yes, mm-hmm. fond, fond memories. David, you and I have spoken before about your work in theatre, and I think that when you look at the history, the illustrious history of Celtic Football Club, as incredible as it is, there are only certain figures that you could possibly put on that stage. 100%. Yeah. And t- talk to me about... Tommy and how you were able to, to come up with this concept
4: as you know I've written a play about uh, Benny Lynch and, and uh, the format worked and being a massive Celtic fan and a massive Tommy fan I wondered about how we could do it and I've the guys before I'd, I'd always worked the write a play about Tommy I didn't know if it was going to be a, a one man show but you know, he just went up and it was the same but then I thought no, let's, how can we do this how I can we break it down but, and actually with technology moving forward as well because we're going to do the, to do the show on a kind of multimedia level Means we can we can do different things. So, uh, essentially, I wanted to celebrate his life um, and not just not just a football element. This is not a football play. This is a play about an amazing man who happened to play football. And um, so we we, we 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 have his life from his, his young age to, to when he got married to Rosemary. Um, not just his Celtic stuff. You know, everything to play about the man. Um, and that's why we've split the stage into three areas. It's the his family, his faith in his football Mm and the vast majority of the play actually takes place in the family
3: home where we can all sort of empathise with you know. I've got my memories as a uh, you know as a fan and you watch Tommy as a player and then as a manager and then I've had the privilege of speaking to a lot of guys who knew him in the game and just recently this was very interesting I spoke to Pat Nevin who was speaking about Tommy now listen to this story right so you know Pat Nevin was you know brought up a Celtic fan mad Celtic fan and um, he was talking about he tried to master tricks so if he seen somebody doing a trick he would master it and it didn't matter how long it took right he said and he managed to master them all any, any tricks that he saw in the football park except two he says and one of them was Diego Maradona where he did this thing where the ball came in and he was able to you know touch it and it went round his kind of neck and all this kind of stuff he says another one was Tommy Burns he said, and the trick was that Tommy would run up to somebody, do this wee shimmy, and the person would fall over. He, says, <laughs> and I could never, he said, I could never master it. And when he said it, I am thinking, I've seen that move. I've seen it so many times. He said, but I could never master it. So everybody's got a story, um, a fond, fond story about Tommy Burns. What's it, I mean, what's it like to hear these things? Because I've also heard people like... Um, nearly Mockin, who I know pretty well saying that sometimes people are telling stories about his dad and he's thinking I must be a different guy because you know there's the the home version and then there's the the guy that they know at the work if you like
0: I I, I quite like I love it when people tell me stories especially ones that I've not heard and there always will be something do you know what I mean Um, and like that we've got a million stories to tell and you can sit and talk about them all day do you know what I mean like and and never get never get bored of it sort of thing Um, and even like that doing stuff like this and speaking to guys like yourselves like we're hearing things that we never knew before do you know what I mean so um, it's really nice and like that with the show and stuff like that that takes it on a whole other level as well do you know what I mean which is amazing
3: Mm, definitely I mean what's it like when I know there's been documentaries for example uh, on BBC Alba and Celtic what's it like seeing the process of somebody trying to recreate your father's story what's that like
5: do you yeah. know it's weird because.
0: Quite surreal you, but isn't it? Yeah,
5: like. Because I think we just think that my dad was never. i everybody's work-home one. Home. So it was always very much kind of like my dad was my dad's. So to see people make such a kind of massive deal of him, obviously he's an amazing person, but his career and all that, I didn't know really much about that. But I said to David actually last night, we'd done an kind of interview <laughs> and, and the guy said that quite exact same questions of what's it like seeing people that like kind of it's just so surreal it's almost like an outer body experience or something it's just so strange
0: it's kind of almost as if it's a different lifetime like and we speak about that quite a lot just about footballers like in general because obviously like his playing career by the time we were sort of old enough to realise what was going on yeah. it was kind of coming to an end do you know what I mean I always think that like when you walk, watch back like, footage where you know his nose is like how it was when, do you know what I mean before it was broken stuff like that like it's almost looking like a different person do you know yeah. what I mean and like <laughs> you think god how must that have been to have those like, unbelievable highs and those moments that you look at even now footage for like 30 40 years ago and think god that's unbelievable and actually have been there and to then go and you know come out of the house and the four kids running about and do you know what I mean it's just it's quite difficult to actually get your head down you yes. do you know what I mean um, yeah but it's I think you, of you
4: said something and as soon as I told anybody about this, every, everybody has a personal, some of my personal stories to are in here, simple things like when I was at the ticket office, the old ticket office, you know, um, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever it was now, and um, I remember I was in, and it was quite a my queue, trying to come in, do it, had to do it, do it, had to do it, and then he just walked up down the queue, how are you doing, where are you from, mm-hmm. Oh, you've been waiting long here. You come on. So I saw this person, you know what I mean? it just brought, yeah. it just was just kept nice and really funny and mm-hmm. very charming and what, not forced. everyone was just amazing, you know. And going back to your question about the guys looking at it, I genuinely have tried to think right if somebody came to me and wanted to write a play about my dad, how would I react? Um, and and uh, and I've tried to bear that in mind when I'm dealing with the guys as well. That yes, this is the object of our love and. You know, but it's, it's their dad, you know, and, yeah. and, and we're, we're very fortunate that uh, Michael's agreed to be executive producer on, on the plane. Uh, from, from a writer's point of view, <laughs> But seriously, from a writer's point of view, it's been invaluable. Like literally, who better to tell us what Tommy was really like than when he, yeah. than, than, than not, yeah. not just Michael Box, the, the girls as well, and Jonathan in America and Rosemary, and it's fantastic. And when we were doing the audition process. Um, with actors come in, and, and Michael before before myself, or even the, the, the director could say anything. Michael was saying what we thought as well about the performances, and and um, you know the, we've, got a, we've got a boy called Liam Harkins who's going to play Tommy, and he just blew me away. And that audition just blew me away, and, and I, I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to influence Michael ah, or the director. Yeah. I wanted to just say right, okay, you know. Inside, I'm going <laughs> right. But so I went and I said to the director, He just kind of nodded, and, and, I, and I said to Michael, he went, "Yeah, he was good." And there were certain things that reminded me certain mannerisms and you had a discussion with Liam about you know, there were certain things you did with your face and stuff and so it's absolutely gold just having, having that input you know to say uh, and that will continue as we go through the rehearsal process and, and all that sort of stuff you know and it's, it's great having, having the guys and, and being so supportive you know
0: I actually said to Michael driving over didn't I? I, like, I can't actually believe we're 13 years down the line and we're still yeah. doing stuff like this yeah, and yeah. people are still I mean I was even on Twitter before I come like oh, here and you don't need to scroll very far before you see a picture of them or yeah, yeah. somebody's talking about them there was a guy on Twitter um, the other dude was actually a Kilmarnock thread and um, I think I screenshot it and said to the guy was like, he's now my patron saint I pray to him yeah. and I was just like that ah. and he would love that he I'm, would oh, love, he it, would yeah, love yeah. that that mm. would be his ultimate mm. do you know what I mean I've seen, but, I've seen, I've seen a killer fan called <laughs> oh God I thought that's mind um, somebody actually to him. So, like, <laughs> I would say as well, though, like, I definitely feel as if we shared them. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. definitely did yeah. share them with everybody. Do you know what I mean? Like, he would be up and out the door first thing in the morning, and then at night, he would be, you know, visiting somebody or presenting medals, medals or like anything there was to be done, he would do it. Do you know what I mean? There was yeah. no uh, uh, question. So, so
3: I have the, the one of his most famous
4: speeches when it was who's been interviewed after the cup final and it's not his first thought was like was it John Paul Connor? his name was." you're up in the hospital I love you and I'll be up to you and get that, mm. that that blows my mind I'm actually getting goosebumps just thinking about <laughs> yeah. the selfish the selflessness or you know just yeah. just just not, not a thought about himself or just his first thought was to say yeah. and it's that thing looking right in the camera you know and that that wee guy in the hospital—he must have felt ten foot tall.
5: Do you know what I mean? Just that Tommy Burns has just given my name. Oh, just that guy was just amazing. You know, that's the good thing as well with, with us. You know, my dad being so special, obviously he was a good footballer and stuff like that. But all the stories are personal stories, they are not yeah. stories about oh your dad in that game. It's like oh your dad was up at the hospital visiting my nephew, yeah. and we got letters in the house—a like big massive chest full of letters for, for people after he died—and you read through them, and every single person, I'm like, where the. Where did he get the time? Like, yeah, where was, was he? Uh-huh. These are real. These stories Anybody are hang caused up. massive fights with, oh, like, <laughs> One could come until ten o'clock at night it's because he we was in the hospital visiting whoever, wherever they had to go. Like, he would never, never talk about it. But I think that's what's special for us as well. Like, all the stories are, are personal stories mm-hmm. because he was such a good, good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And half of them we never knew. No, no, no. yeah, that yeah. must yeah. be incredible.
0: Like, as well,
5: see you some know? of the
0: stories yeah. that like. I've read there was one, I think a guy put on Twitter and I think he wrote to my dad or something. His dad was like a lifelong Celtic fan or, and he took really not well, I think, just before the cup final where they won their first trophy. And he wrote a letter to my dad just thinking he's never going to read it or see it or whatever. <clears throat> and he went up to see his own dad in the hospital. Like, I think it was like either that night after the cup final or the next day or something the, the curtains were around his bed and he thought, oh, shit, what's happened here kind of thing. And the nurses said, oh, he's got a visit. We just thought we'd give him a bit of privacy and he pulled the curtain back with my dad sitting with his dad. Like, and I was like, like we didn't even know that. Like, we'd never yeah, come in yeah. and say, oh, this, I get a letter for this wee guy and blah, blah, blah. So... Yeah, it was just what he done, wasn't It's just it? like, just like the everyday life. Like, he wouldn't even think to come in and tell you he'd done that. Yeah. Mm. Like, well, like, that is really the would thing, like, randoms into the house oh, and, God, like, nice. when he was the manager at Celtic I would always go in early with him and even like memories of that just the kind of road that you would take up to Celtic Park and like what time do like, we'll get there and the songs that were playing in the car and all that do you know what I mean yeah. like so many kind of vivid memories but you would go in and obviously sit in his weaker room and be like right Jen that's Charlie through Overhampton he's just sitting uh, with some pure random guy through Overhampton <laughs> for like two hours before the game do you know what I mean like, that, was a bit, and that, that, that was life do you know what I mean like, that was just thought don't cast and George Cadet and his <laughs> fiancée were standing <laughs> how's that yeah. come on he's like I just told him to come nobody you. my yeah. mum never knew she's trying to rattle out extra turkey and all that stressed out her head like just didn't yeah. even think
3: Christmas dinner <laughs>
5: brilliant
3: George Cadet yeah. she was a fan and I remember the the cup final vividly watched because I watched that wasn't at the game the 87 88 game and uh, I always remember in that game and this may be my memory playing tricks but Tommy Bonds was wearing black and yellow Nike football boots, right? I mm-hmm. don't know. Am I a stat or an eye rack? I don't
1: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to
3: iHeartResults.com for more. <laughs> I remember that because after the game he was sitting with the base of the Scottish Cup you know that big base <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the Scottish Cup and he was sitting with it and I could I remember his boots so I'm watching that as a fan taking it all in and then years later I spoke to Frank McAvenny and he told the story that um, Neil a. Malkin uh, was looking for the base he thought somebody had lost the base of the Scottish Cup mm-hmm. and then somebody says no Tommy's got it up there he's just sitting up there mm-hmm. and then he goes up and uh, McAvenny was with well him and apparently Tommy was crying and saying oh Neil they'll remember us in a hundred years they'll remember yeah, yeah, us in a yeah. hundred years Neil was like he's that base yeah. he just walked away <laughs> but Tommy was right
0: yeah, oh it's God. like
3: what you say I mean that 1988 already, what what are we 30 years down the line? That will be recalled in a hundred years time. Totally,
0: because it actually says that, see in the interview yeah. you're talking about, it says I'll be in the team that won the double, There we was just one of quadruple treble, but uh, we're still talking about the team I'll that be- done the double in 88, eight, yeah. eight, do you know yeah. what I mean?
4: The number 88 is absolutely synonymous. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, it, 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 it would have been a little bit, because it was the year we were formed, but they cemented that number, mm-hmm. that team cemented that number and, and all of us now, I don't want to give any secrets, yeah. but um, most of my passwords are gonna be <laughs> yeah, somewhere okay. along oh, the way I mean, you know I mean? so uh, you know, and, and when they kick those out it goes to 67 one <laughs> of the
0: ones that work <laughs> part and someone says what's your password and you're like oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just nail my colours right to the mass here but <laughs> <my> password is
4: <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: so as a do. fan what was your memories David
0: uh,
4: I, well actually as a fan I wrote to Tommy um, uh, and he's last season's manager and we were just saying it'd be quite funny if my letter was in and then and then and then, the yeah. if I find my letter in there, I'm going to delay because I <laughs> and, and um I wrote to Tommy uh, when things went over just saying we still love you, we, and, and we support you. It doesn't matter just don't worry about it, just keep going, everyone's gonna be okay and stuff. And I've actually I've written a I've seen the play where it's the two guys towards the end and the two fans they're the front of each other. And the guy says, Did he write back? The guy says, Tommy totally Burns of course he wrote back and I got a letter back and it's I don't have many of the regrets in life but I I wish I kept it. I don't know what happened to it. You know, it mm-hmm. was a long time ago and got a nice letter back um, from them, you know um, like I say if we find that in that no, I'd that, be amazing oh, but, so that, that, that was man, my name as well the same time as the ticket office you know um, and just just being you know on that team I found enough I got some pictures on the website today that Michael sent me you look at that 88 team and what a team <laughs> what a team you know um, and you go through it you know player for player and, and yeah and also as a fan I think back to the eight six game, obviously the the game, the Love Street game, you know, um, and a team that was as I mean, they did the beautiful strips. they had, Everything about Probably. it was just was just yeah, was beautiful, beautiful, you know, uh, beautiful. And and I think the third goal that day, the third goal at the five, is the one where they basically just oh. play the whole way yeah. up the bar, okay. you know, and it's it's proper Brazilian stuff, you know. It's just you know, um, yeah. Yeah, so that that was my my memories of him as a, as a player well, I mean I was, I was only 15 or 16 at the time but um, I would say probably my memories are more so as a manager probably because of just my age of you know and like I say I took the time to, to write to him and, and um, I so it just like I say I still Tommy Burns would have been an amazing man no matter what he did similar as that he would have been an amazing man because he was just built mm. such ways as, as, as the things we've just discussed all the things he did for people um People are built up, It you know, doesn't matter. What you, he could have been any. Could have done any job. He would have been an amazing mm-hmm. man. That's that's my take on it. You know, um, and the fact that you didn't know so much of the stuff. No, you know, no, you know? no, there no, was, was one little story. I think I, I read somewhere where I was told that there was a, a woman standing there on a bus in the rain and Tommy was going the other way, and he just thought the car and went. You could be my mind, just, do you want a lift? Where
0: would you go? And, and two of you the other way. And, and these are things I think... I do that all the time. I've right, been in the car with my team, so I'll take a party, I'm just going to give these guys a lift. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in the car with them one night, I think it was after a European game, and it was um, Bobby Marduk who picked up at a bus stop, and like that, so when he got out of the car, he's like, Jane, he's that. You're a fan of that. Totally, he's like that. He's like, he's a lesbian line, he's... He's ultimate, and then like that, he's like, how, how can you choose when you're born? Do you know what I mean? If that was somebody now doing yeah. that, these guys will never work a day in their life again, and do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you've got this absolute superstar standing mate for a bus in the rain to go back up to Rutherglen or, do you yeah, know what I mean? you couldn't believe that. No, you can't, I can't believe Bobby Murdoch standing mate in a bus. Like, like, he I, just I, had them like as this. Like, it's
4: interesting I'll, the way I look upon Tommy, he probably looked
3: upon.
0: Oh, I do yeah. mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. You know when I'm I'm looking at um, some of the stories I have picked up over the years, and I was speaking to Brian McLea, whose nickname is Chalky, thanks to your dad.
5: Mm-hmm. I've sort
3: of <laughs> heard that story about obviously <laughs> the dad named him Chalky after chocolate éclair, and um, mm-hmm. which friend with McLea. So you hear you pick up all these stories, but Brian McLea says that the two people in football uh, that had the best sense of humour that he ever met was Tommy Burns and Gordon Strachan says It must be something in the Red Hair. Um, mm. So, talk to him about the sense of humour then. I mean, was he like that at home as well? Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, awesome. absolutely.
5: Absolutely more so Yeah, than, <laughs> yeah a real <laughs> pest. Never, off. always on. You'd be lying in your room at bed at night, like, but in, like, sometimes in what, primary school and all that. we were in primary school, actually high school, <laughs> and you get a text message, go oh, no, to please me? you in a place, You'd go in, and you just go, that rhymes with and put his knee and I him a cup of tea but you get you at your <laughs> bed yeah. in the living room so that <laughs> he didn't have a cup
0: of tea or he called him Michael like, oh, you oh. get absolutely turned lurky. lurky Lurky or gadget. Big Lurky lad or uh, yes. Anthony for the royal family yeah. Yeah. well
5: they're both the same <laughs>
0: uh, oh is said a shite so he right, so <laughs> so Lurky it.
5: and Gadget because basically Lurky I don't know <laughs> what's the royal family but so oh, I Anthony that. So I was at the Anthony at my house. Just Anthony, do that, Michael, this. Michael T. do this. Michael, do <laughs> you. <T>. Michael, <laughs> that's the door. Michael, phone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so it was ringing, just like, oh, look at me. <laughs> and I would do it. And uh, so it was that Anthony and Gadget. And it's because I used to have this cream like Mac. And I was up at this petrol station uh, oh, in Newton, yeah. Green, where, where, where we live. And I wouldn't say anything about him too, but I basically was walking across the four-court to my car. And the guy over the tannoy started shouting Inspector Gadget Google, just gadget, in, and Google gadget, and gadget and I left over the tannoy and I'd be like petrol station stout I'd be like laughing I'm like trying to get to my car faster like waving but very <laughs> strange guy actually that guy but obviously we've been there for years
0: Oh,
5: hope he doesn't laugh at all. <laughs> but, uh, no it doesn't work this anymore and um, it was one of those things like he'd go in and he'd be like "How um, oh Michael Mum's not in today I see that I drove past the other and the car's not there well, that kind of guy, that kind of guy but I never thought so it's would across the forecourt it Victor, Gadget and my dad just caught into that but so anything like that my dad would catch yeah. on to he would never let it go so I got lurky Anthony and, and Gadget and that was my my shouts yeah. did you guys make any or did you guys do? You
0: do? no, no you're Jen so. yeah I
4: have but
0: yeah. no I don't uh, no, is it
4: true that you are you were named by the Celtic squad
0: probably of the Yeah. The, you know, yeah the sure. So I was born in nineteen eighty five, um and yeah, when I was born mum and dad couldn't decide between two names, so it was Jenna or Victoria. And they took a vote in the the dressing room and it was Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I think it was like I was like a, so I don't know if it was like was it Dynasty, I think, maybe at the time, and there was a character in it called Jenna yeah that's I think it was Dynasty or yeah. Dallas or something like that, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's who got the name. So, yeah, and I took a vote in the dressing room, so that's how. and That's, that's the big and That
4: scene's in the great show. Oh, I like guess. <laughs> and I've tried to decide on the name, and he's like, oh, we took a vote. She's like, oh, we. We, we took a vote. Who's
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this you know I mean? well, let's see that, like, I mean, I think when Emma was born, obviously Emma's the oldest. I'm pretty sure it was Packy that came and gave yeah. you home for the hospital. Yeah, Packy Because my dad the was hospital. getting a sleep suit again the next day. That's
4: true. I remember lots of times when I laugh when it's inappropriate. Oh, uh, it <laughs> so. but, but
0: but just, just was like so. I don't. You never even thought like. I think as well, and Mum, I think when you, um, she do, he showed up at the hospital with two fish suppers. No, she. Mm-hmm. She said she was hungry. You didn't get with something to eat, and you came back to the fish supper. She's like, not a fish supper, just a baby, and so having, the her, having the midwife sat at the fish suppers, <laughs> like but it was just like it was always up to something like I remember yeah. we like I had just kind of started going out to the dancing and um, obviously when you came out to the dancing I was going to chop and all that I was like no no I was like I've ordered a Chinese it's there it's waiting for me in the microwave and I go home I cannot wait for this I'm starving and a uh, whole way home looking forward to it and I get in and open the microwave and there's a note in the microwave <laughs> thanks to the Chinese aim. it was delicious I was like that ah. <laughs> I was actually ready to come like so looking forward to it but stuff like that all the time. Like yeah. Yeah, I, I think people always kind of uh maybe like now after he's kinda of passed away and you hear all these stories, but I feel as if before people maybe looked at him as being quite serious. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like especially when you'd see kinda of, um what was it the only excuse, like at New Year and stuff yeah. like that. And obviously like that was a kinda of, a caricature kinda of version, but the way he would speak and he was always quite kinda of level and um mm. and he was like that that was not him, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just a pure it could, it could be. There was, a oh yeah, thing. I, oh yeah.
5: yeah you, you missed Max.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, I remember going. Yeah. going to, uh, Would you? Yeah, like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't cross him. You no. wouldn't. I remember going to. I think it was St. Alphonsus Chapel down at the Galligate, and um, I don't know whatever I was there with mean, anyway And yes, I was aware of these two guys that came in. Like obviously they good drinking. These two guys and I could hear them going that's, that's Tommy Burns that's, that's Tommy Burns and I was like that. no and the ones are just melting into your seat thinking Jesus. oh they're getting louder and louder yeah. and they started singing you know how the Celtic fans sing that Tommy bless yourself yeah. Tommy started singing that in the chapel yeah. and yeah. I like, I thought he was going to like I was like he's going to actually turn around and kill you like, and it was one of the ones just sitting going please god please <laughs> I, was, like, I thought what's he going to do here because it was in yeah. at chapel yeah. and that was these like very serious you know yeah. and I, I, don't, I think I've actually blocked out I can't even actually mind what it's done <laughs> but I think it was like lads like keep it down like, hey, Tommy, right? I told me right like that kind of thing I'm just kind of shut up but like I could be like at a real serious side to him as well mm-hmm. like, definitely was,
4: the, the, I've heard some, some brilliant stories where he flipped it again I'm similar to, to a lot of the game managers where he he, he, he would he would bombast somebody but then yeah later, he was your best mate and the sounds that he kind of he did similar I think there was a, a crank story about how was it you that grasped him up? Or was it you no, were, it wasn't me. it was, was Jonathan. I right? right, right, right. basically was like, okay, so you might go to Masters, you might go to McDonald's, and of course, McDonald's was picked. Mm-hmm. And then somebody... Yeah, that was And you got absolute pelters for it, so... Yeah, that was Jonathan
0: Cave. there. I can't believe he yeah. actually... I still, can't believe
4: this. I still give him a stick for that, by the yeah. way. He watched some of that pressure. It was a funny about combining McDonald's here. Yeah. I think Cy Ferry told a great story as well, about how mm-hmm. I think him and... Um, Paul McGowan Paul McGowan missed a they missed something they missed a, a, a college course or something like that anyway and um, they got, when they came in of Celtic Park they were told right come up to so see Tommy and Tommy they, they were expecting Tommy to just break character and he was really strict with him and didn't break character and didn't let him off and Cy Ferry said to him and I think one of the things they said to him was do you want to end up working at McDonald's or something, something on Rosalind's right and what we're doing sounds like this oh, Is that what's happening here? I've never seen him like this, you know. Mm. And that's the that's the beauty I think I think of having that level of if you're known as being the nice guy, you've got somewhere to go. Yeah. And people who start angry if you go where you go, whether in a discussion yeah, or an argument or yeah, whatever. Totally. And, and it was the fact that then the phone went, and then you obviously see it's Tony's saying This is it one. I'm, I'm getting the bullet, you know. And mm. the answer's the phone way,
3: hey, can I have a big mac and fries, please? <laughs> I mean, so yeah. you
4: know, there's that. So that's that. It's that beautiful. doing yeah. do yeah,
3: that. Like, you know, th- 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 I've heard like he. Aidan McGeady for example telling some really great stories as well but there was one um, I always remember and we're talking about it the now because Celtic are kind of rebuilding or they will be rebuilding and uh, you hope that the manager will be able to rejuvenate some of the players that are already at his disposal and I've been comparing it a wee bit to the kind of Mark O'Neill era you know he comes in after the John Barnes and Canada leash time uh, one of the players that people remember is Bobby Petter and people think, oh, you know, Matt O'Neill rejuvenated Bobby Petter. So I asked Bobby about it. And he says, no, actually, it wasn't Martin O'Neill. It was Tommy Burns. Mm-hmm. And he says that, you know, there was loads of things.
1: It's the Marketers Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust.
2: Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy.
1: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
3: It's in his life, Bobby, um, and he just took his eye off the ball, couldn't concentrate, it was, his form was rubbish. He says, but the one person that took me to the side and got me through it and spoke to me on a day-to-day basis because he identified that I was struggling with mm. Tommy Burns. He says so everybody keeps saying it's Martin O'Neill. Mm-hmm. He says, but you remember the 6-2 game mm-hmm. and the Ajax game mm-hmm. and everything else. He says, but that was doing to Tommy.
0: That's funny you should say that because um, the safety Englanders game was on the telly the other weekend but you were saying that Selling Petrov
2: Yeah, so I, I um, would never
0: have thought. Like I was shocked to hear that. I've... Yeah, the start of the programme Like I just put it on and <laughs> uh, watch it for the start um, <laughs> and I think it, it was talking about how like, the Rangers team the now are really, like, energised and all seem to be working for one another and kind of what's happened to Celtic, why are they not? And um, it was in Petrov and the girl Ailey had said to him, you know, obviously you were in the Martin and Um So what was it for you, like kind of thing? And he, he said that, he's like, it was actually Tommy Burns. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, he's like, Tommy just basically instilled in me that you don't come to Celtic to compete, you come to win. And he's like, I said to me... Um, like, any time you go into the pitch take a breath and realise that you're a winner and you're going out there to win he's like that and if he ever saw me coming off the pitch or my head was down or even in training he's like even if I wasn't near him he's like he'd shout on me and go silly and Like as if take a breath you're a winner type thing Um, and he told that full story and again I was sitting like that like actually tears pure bounce out my eyes because I just wasn't expecting to hear it do you know what I mean I thought I was going to hear another Mm -hmm. like but he kind of said that exact same thing so that's really strange you mentioned that yeah because people like that you don't think (laughs) he would necessarily say that because like the Martin Elida and all the people that were there at that point in time and obviously for us we know his level of involvement and how just completely devoted he was like his whole life to, to his job and <laughs> to Celtic and stuff like that but I wouldn't necessarily have known that he had that impact on certain individuals didn't it? Yeah. What
4: sort of also girl? I mean look at Leonard's town I mean, mm-hmm. that, totally. that, I mean <clears throat> talk about legacy I mean mm-hmm. I mean, I know I know there was a certain I think it was Martin who actually said well you know if, um, if if it was good enough for Jock Stein the previous place, you know, then. But I'm sorry, but Celtic were crying out for that. Mm-hmm. Tommy delivered that. Tommy, Tommy, yeah. this and and um, something that I will be pushing as part of this is I want I want my well, named after Tommy Barnes But now whether I can understand all those years ago if there was some sort of financial implications. if they were going to re- if they were going to name it after a sponsor, but there's not. So there's absolutely no reason why that place shouldn't be named. Whether they call it the Tony Burns train, I, I don't care what they got As long as they want Tony Burns mm. on the side of that building because that's where they should be. I think it's. I feel very strongly about that. You know, and I think
3: a lot of Celtic fans would agree with that. Um, I always think back, Neilie Malkin being the prime example for me. Having looked at his life, at you know, at certain times how a manager might have asked for advice and I think we've, we've had a wee bit of um, an insight into the fact that he was able to influence players even in Martin O'Neill's time but Andy Lynch told me a great story about um, there was a game when Henrik Larson comes back after his leg break and it's the last game of the season against Dundee United and we played of the kids I don't know if you remember that Celtic Park Wish was the manager, it was his last game in charge and um, Kenny Dalwish was determined to start Paul Shields because he had bought Paul Shields from Wraith Rovers for hundred grand. And it was Tommy that says, no, Simon Simon's debut. Mm-hmm. So Simon Lynch got a game that day. Yeah. And it was on the say so with Tommy Burns. So it's interesting how you can even uh, influence the manager. You know, yeah. you might be the, the coach or the second in command, but you're influencing them with your own experience. And I think that one of the most difficult things, I guess, in management would be managing your ex teammates and I remember you know the team that Tommy took over in the 90s and you look at the stalwarts Pat Bonner yeah. as you mentioned Tommy oh, absolutely do you think he found that difficult because I, these guys are his pals and his teammates and then all of a sudden you're the gaffer
0: I know I would say probably must have but what I would say is I think they all completely and utterly respected him yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like I mean even Peter Grant's wife sons all refer to my dad as gaffer I was yeah, the one. Do you know what I mean? Like that, and I think probably from you know the day walked back in the door as as the manager, I think that's exactly who he was. Do you know what I mean? I don't think, and probably because he'd had that breakaway at Kilmarnock as well. Do you know what I mean? So he'd been away from them for, I think it's now more difficult to make the transition from a player and a manager kind of straight away. Do you know what I mean? Um, look with the same team, but yeah, I mean, I, I think he was just totally respected by all them to the point that maybe not yeah. I and mean, challenge would not as much as you know I, think it, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he would have shied away from telling them what he thought mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like I don't think that was a problem at all like, and I think they can almost respected that as well if he had something to say he would absolutely say it um, mm-hmm. I think as well because they were all probably quite like minded people and they were all you know Celtic supporters they probably played for, played for nothing at that point in yeah. time do you know what I mean so they all kind of had that same um like mentality kind of it do you know what I mean and I think like that they just wanted to do so well for each other as well do yeah, you know what I mean,
4: mean I don't know if you've seen my favourite pictures of the cup final are the two one with obviously Paul stay which is up on the here and, and Tommy's almost consoling but they've gone yeah, yeah, I mean, but, yeah. I mean that, that, that's how much it meant to these guys and I, and I don't want to bring it back to this season but you just look at look at the, the emotion and the passion and the drive and, and I, wonder, I, I genuinely wonder will we ever see that again Will we see that again from from you know from from players and, and let, I mean, even even bring through? Will will that ever happen again? Because will we ever have atomic Tony Barnes in charge? of the, You know, because if we're going down the route now of the Eddie House and stuff like you know, how long will it be before we have somebody in charge that, that brings in?
3: The Celtic fan mentality. I know. See, another thing, um, all these wee tidbits of information you pick up, there's a guy called, you may or may not have heard of him, but he played with Dunfermline, Falkirk, Satan Johnston, a guy called Kenny Ward, right? And he comes from the villages like me and Fife, massive Celtic fan. And he was a sub, or an unused sub, in the replay. Again, he was with Falkirk at the time. Um, and he told me the story because a big Celtic man himself, and he says, you know, here's here's a wee example of the classic Tommy Burns. After the game, he says there was a lot of Rangers fans in this Falkirk team, not just in the team but the backroom team, and they were singing the cheer up Tommy Burns song with all the expletives involved. And uh, at the top of their voices, after they beat Celtic and knocked us out of the cup, he says, and all of a sudden the door opens and it's Tommy. He goes in and says, well done lads, good luck in the final he says in the whole room that
0: makes, makes a head, so a pin
3: drop, so you sad know? but it's the way that he was able just to <laughs> totally. silence them the class they mm. must
0: have felt yeah. Yeah. <clears> that
4: but it's a touch of class though isn't it yeah
0: absolutely
4: but, uh, g- g- also given, it uh, wasn't just a one off game in terms of he must have known he was under yeah. massive, massive reach mm-hmm. at that point you know, the coach the nails, You know, so t- to show that level of class and control at a time when he, his world must have been because as we've Absolutely. discussed, he, he he loved going to Celtic Park as manager. Exactly. And really? for losing that, mm-hmm. um, must have been. And he's still, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not the man he is, but I dare I say had the hood up and had him at the door and running away from oh, it. He, totally. he confronted it by with goodness. you know. Yeah. I know. and he's, I he's him Embarrassed actually, him, isn't he? Yeah, hundred yeah, uh,
0: percent. I remember him actually. I think he phoned like mum member when he kind of got the sack and. I don't know I've got a kind of vague memory and like, she was shouting a ball at a lunatic I think, I think he, he kind of said oh they're they trying to get me to go out the back door mm-hmm. and she's like you will not mm-hmm. like you in the front door you're coming out of it and like obviously I did kind of thing but uh, When was the last time you ever saw a manager
4: leaving a club ha- having allegedly failed which he did not I will come back for that but well, mm-hmm. You know, going out the front door and being cheered. I know, no. cheered by the fans. do no, know. Usually, no. there's a lynch mob. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? No, no. They, know they were there. We want Tommy. We want Tommy. we want Tommy. You know I mean? So, and then there's a classic phrase: "He's done nothing wrong with going out the front door." Do you know what I mean? But well, just to talking about that, think about where we were before Tommy and where we were after Tommy. Mm. The expectations were completely different. You had you had Andy, Tom, Van Houten, the Canio. Today, he changed from essentially what we're. A lot German footballers, yeah. and he brought the vision in to, to make it the attack. And now uh, I've seen a couple of clips where he says, "Yeah, I mean it's great having these four players." He said, "But we're four men doing when we're defending." <laughs> but that to, to yeah. the Celtic fans, uh-huh. we didn't care because yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, some of goals and stuff. I mean, so <laughs> from that point of view, so what? Yeah, okay, he didn't, he didn't stop, he didn't stop the, he the, the didn't stop them. But what he put in place, I genuinely believe, was absolutely fundamental
3: in the success that we went on to have under him, you know? Yeah. See the thing, and you might be able to shed some light on this, but on that point, David, right, two of the players that came in who were pivotal to stopping the 10 or winning the 1, whatever way you want to look at Mm -hmm. it Craig Burley and Paul Lambert. Mm -hmm. Now, they were scouted during the time of Tommy Burns and they were scouted to sign for Celtic prior to them Janssen coming in Mm -hmm. so you're absolutely correct I mean these guys were identified another one I would have loved to have seen was David Ginola Gina oh. uh, seen and uh, remember
0: he came because Newcastle came for a friendly didn't they yeah, yeah. that's right I remember seeing
3: him I mean that you're just a couple of players off aye. having that team that wins the league of course.
0: I think that was on the verge of happening though aye, aye, uh, yeah, I think mean. yeah, that was the pure <laughs> I don't know if I can tell the story and, and that actually happened there with that Fergus that? Fergus I always remember my dad saying that uh, literally the guy was on the verge just like signing that he had him and uh, Fergus came in and said oh but have you ever have you ever seen Battlefield in a, a rainy Monday night or something like that and that was it went to go and see Battlefield. took him along that was it Feel, oh. like, and my dad was like that literally he was that away from doing it so he said something about if you ever saw like Barrafield any Tuesday night or something. like that. Oh, I think
3: my dad was ready. Absolutely. I'd <sighs> have loved to have seen him in the Oh, course. I know. I know. You know, know. that touch, that, that touch of class <coughs> that he would have added to the team. And then you think of Burley and, and Lambert coming in and bolster it. I yeah. it's,
4: it's, it I'm, I'm without going all conspiracy to you on you. I mean, we know to Barry, right? we could, uh, and we also disallowed goal. I mm. mean, there, there, are, mm-hmm. there are things that didn't go for him. It yeah. didn't go for him. Now I um, will need to go and check my numbers. You're, you're much more to start with me, but. The, the points total that Family Hansen got it wasn't it wasn't a supersonic score, you know, it wasn't like a supersonic point score. So you, would, would Tony would, would Tommy's team have won? Do you, mean, like, if you actually get the points achieved, you know, so yes, it was great absolutely fantastic to, to, to win the one as you say. But was it the was it the outstanding achievement that for example we've just seen the season gone by we would end heading the season. So were we bad? Were they really good? Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, whereas, you know, I, 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 I've not done this, I'm probably should go
3: and do it. Look at compare points totals and go, right, hold on, Wood told me I've won the league. Like. The one more points the previous in the season where we only lost one game. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aye. we won more points that season. Aye. So when you're looking again, it's a great man that's able to bridge the divide, mm-hmm. you know, and when you look at the relationships you had with Walter Smith and Alan oh, it's right. the name but two, um I mean that that's incredible when you're talking about a legacy as well. I mean, even in this day and age, the bitterness that goes on mm-hmm. um, between the two of Glasgow's big guns and I think the fans you know, it's been quite bitter recently, I think, you know, and a lot of that's down to <laughs> social media and people thinking they can say and do anything they want totally. on that platform. But for somebody to be able to bridge that gap mm-hmm. is, is a special, special thing. I mean, um were they just these pals, Alan McCoy, Walter Smith?
0: Yeah, so I kinda of feel as if like see at the time he's funeral and obviously they carried the coffin with I think George, Danny, oh, Packy and Pierre. Peter. And um I think there was this kinda of big thing made about it almost as if it was this like of, gesture made yeah. on purpose to it absolutely wasn't. Like they were there in their own right, like that, as his as his friends, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um and obviously his close friends out of football like um like John Jarvis, Michael McAllenny, Cass, like all these kind of like close like good pals. Um and then oh, um can kinda all them to when we got to the grave, like kinda of lower, lower his body on the ground sort of thing. So everybody kinda of played their own roles to touch so many people, do you know what I mean? But they that certainly wasn't a kinda, of, you know, something that we were thinking about at the time Without well, that very old gesture to bridge the the not at all. Like that was they were there because there were these pals and I like, it's I, loved
4: them. Oh, yeah, at I love them last. So you, you, you,
0: know you, I mean. you can see what you meant to them as well. I mean, you see when the of McCoy's crying outside the Charlton mm. and stuff I mean you can totally. I, mean, I remember being in the car with them one time and I don't know if they did they leave Scotland to go back to Rangers or two of them or something. Yeah. And uh yeah, I'm phoning these two idiots so now. <laughs> and <laughs> you get the phone out and all that. It must be their, their voicemail or whatever. He's like, Where am I in this dream team? <laughs> it's like, Where am I? <laughs> Yeah, he's leaving me he's like where am I in this dream team <laughs> I left him this big vo- vo- voicemail list. I don't even know if it was Walter or Al I don't know which one I'm got it, but one of them got a good five minute voicemail anyway um, but aye he just thought the 2 were great I think he was a real pest the to be honest especially water, oh, yeah, use water yeah, like, yeah, I think he used water in babysitting yeah pretty much I.
3: you know when you think about the music Mac the Knife and I've you know I was at one one event you know they told me to Supper in Edinburgh I went to one and it was just a tremendous evening and just a great experience uh, and obviously there's
5: that moment of the night um, how important was music to him? Oh me yeah me it was a thank you. always on in the car because do you know you put a song on and I like lady when working and it was uh, Don't Let The Sun Catch You Crying which is Jan Pacemaker, or, not it? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
5: But Emma said Alexa play that song Gloria Estefan I was like, Why are you playing that version? I was so stupid and like, it and the intro is different. And I was like, Oh my god, it like right back yeah. to being my dad's car yeah. it was the strangest thing. Like, I hadn't heard it in years. <coughs> but every like all the time, he's got his phone and his car, He's always singing, like it was really important to him. Yeah.
0: I think his like early- like that talking about going in early in the Celtic Park with him or even look like, down at Kilmarnock I could almost tell you the songs that were playing in the order yeah. they played do you know what I mean yeah. like Hugh and Cry wait 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 with uh, <laughs> Van Dros, Van Dros uh, like that Gloriesty Stefan, like all these different it was a massive thing, wasn't it? Like Yeah, but then you would you could go and he's sc- wait till you hear this guy. It's like fifty cent, and you're like that, well. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like he would Did come you out
5: with some <laughs> real rad, random through. I remember when TV would take me to school and a uh, and most people walked to school. I was just so it was really, really busy, it was the like, first thing in the morning. And it was 50 fifty cent in the club or Usher Yeah, I can't remember what it was, and he <laughs> turned it right up, <laughs> put all the windows down, and done the pure website side. <laughs> in his <laughs> flat driving to see what he's ordered <laughs> like, it was unbelievable it
3: was yeah. so funny that's tremendous David how are you going to work the music into so, the, the yeah we've got quite a bit um,
4: we're not going to have a band but Tommy is going to sing a lot um, one of the songs was uh, Islands in the Stream that uh, yeah. Tommy Rosemary sang so we have a scene where Tommy's basically in London he get up and, and they do it and they sing together and there's that but I thought of a couple other ways um, I don't want to give too much away just now but I um, combined I was told that, or sorry, from the videos, the the documentaries, that he wasn't very good about the house. So we have him, for example, with the Hoover, and he's trying, he's trying to do a good thing, but he doesn't know how to work with Hoover. Oh, he's he literally doesn't know how to work with Hoover. Literally, so he's, so, he's, so he's clowning about with it, and then he just breaks into a want to break free. Mm-hmm. For example, do you mean mm-hmm. the, the, the Queen song? Do you know what I mean so? And he, and he sings about that, and then Rose when he comes in and it turns out it wasn't down in life and all that stuff. So, so I'm trying, to, I'm combining. Aspects that of his personality yeah. that can then bring yeah. okay and so even if he's not even if it's not a full song and I scene if I've got him doing something he's singing do you know what I mean you can just be yeah. do you know what I mean so, yeah, it, good, yeah. and that, so that way all the way along so there'll be a lot of singing there won't be It's not musical by like any man means mm-hmm. but there will be quite a lot of singing like so yeah, even so if he's just, just doing stuff he's he'll just be singing that you know and we'll pick the songs that the guys tell me they Van draw stuff or mm-hmm. that you know and we'll yeah he was we'll terrible.
0: that I, I was funny there's, there's, there's a, there's a, yeah, there. a the, the
4: wedding scene I've got, I've got I've got this song that's the first waltz that kind of thing so, so there, was, there was a lot of that stuff you know my, my understanding is that they did not become was Mac the Knife not a thing that Celtic fans expected him to sing and therefore he sang it or, or was it genuinely
0: he definitely what? had more songs in his repertoire than just Mac the Knife but yeah that was definitely kind of associated with him but I would say kind of grown up like my memories of in our house like there was a party it's very much a and what's your song, David? Because uh, you were be singing. Do you know what I mean? One singer, one song. One singer, one song. Do not dare interrupt. Do you know what I mean? I think
4: if I didn't put Mac Matt the Knife in it, I probably would make it the Yeah, Do so. I mean? Yeah, I would get hunted by Do you know
0: what I mean? Like, I dare say there's probably songs that he would have, like, preferred to sing, but yeah, Matt and I just the Knife. Gates Love Will, done that quite a get lot.
3: yeah.
0: Done yeah. that quite
3: a lot. I think the biggest difference, obviously, between the kind of documentary style and then putting it on a stage is people are going to try and replicate the voice, the mannerisms mm-hmm. you know, the way that he went about his business yeah. I mean, how difficult is that going to be for the actors? That's yeah, a great question
4: um, I, I was saying this to Michael and to the production team years ago I went to the Fringe to see a play and it was set the night before England, England were bidding for the World Cup I don't know if you remember they sent a, a team of people over the Centre for mm-hmm. Prince well, David Beckham and other people to try and win over votes from the other mm-hmm. international phase. So, somebody had written a play and it was in a hotel room, and it's them coming and going, they're all one's one going to try and go and win votes. And I remember thinking, how are they going to do this? Purely from a creative point of view, I thought, well, yeah, I like football, but why well, don't see you. How are they going to give me David Beckham? I mean, David Beckham, I mean, he's one of the best guys on the planet. What other actor is going to get put on that stage <laughs> and, and get ridiculed for, you know, and um, and Prince William? And um, and within two minutes, I went, that guy's David Beckham. And the guy looked up, if you'd shown me that picture of the guy, who'd you look like? I would have went, the, Aye, huh. right. But just the way he carried himself, his voice, and I think I said this to you, Michael. At one point, there was dialogue over here, and I was looking at him because even the way he sat, uh-huh. the way he was sitting in a seat, I went, ah, "That is the way to." You know, because uh-huh. uh, and so, so that's what we, that's the job we have got to do now. I have to say, what well, we're off to a flyer because the addition was yes, was, was, sorry for, 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 a, for a day one addition. Mm-hmm. Considering we've we'll got six months to work with the actor and, and develop it, it's not going to be a parody, but that's definitely not we're going to work well. We're, it's a, this is a biopic not a parody so we'll work with the actor but I have to say for a day one performance we've got a lot already there for us to, to, to develop and it's all about maintaining that throughout the show but what I would say is um, human nature is such that when, we, when he first walks on the stage you've got a couple of minutes of so once the audience are bought into him that's it for the rest of the night yeah. they don't, they're not they're not constantly going yeah. well and, and the, well, I would say we've got it easy because at the beginning he comes on he's got the big red hair the mm-hmm. big red hair you know mm-hmm. and I think as you put it the Dear Dubabo specs you know it's the 70s or whatever so he comes out so you've got a little bit of a cheat there if that makes sense because people go oh yeah because up to 70s it's a bit different <laughs> yeah. so people tune in the voice then and they tune in his look and then as the, as he gets older the hair gets smaller and you know the glasses get smaller that kind of idea and, and, but by then the way, the way it always works I've seen this uh, within a couple of minutes the audience have bought in and that's it they're just when he walks in from there on that's Tommy and that's Rosemary. Do you know what I mean? So that's yeah, that's yeah. the way it works. You know I mean? And we've got we've got a great Rosemary as well. You know? Yeah, we do. Um, so we've got she's quite gallus which <laughs> that was when I was putting the um, when I was putting the uh, the description together. I said has to be genuine, Glasgow, I genuine gobbles and has to be gallus uh-huh. and that was pretty quite.
5: She's the not too much though. No, no. because yeah, like, that was why she was trying to do something with the steaming. Because You met my mum, you'd probably kind of get that away of her, but...
0: Yeah,
4: I wanted to look full on Billy That Seasman. that the girl's name's uh, Susan Greer, so she um, Sarah Greer, my bad, sorry. Sarah Greer, so she, um, she came in and she did it just right, just the right level, because again, I don't want parody, we don't want parody. Don't, this is not least excuse. this is not, this is a biopic where we want people to buy in. Once they tune out the voice, then we can move on to the comedy, the singing, the drama—you yeah. know—and and we can do it that way, you know. Um, and we just move each scene. We sort of we, we move, we move through the years and the, de- the decades, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, we, we have got a challenge on our hand, but we're over the first hurdle because my, my, actually my biggest challenge here was finding the right Tommy, mm-hmm. and I found uh, Lee Markins is is a, a staggering find. now to be honest with you, I'm glad we found him now because he's such a good actor. I've looked at surreals that in a few years' time. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we go home. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, okay. because I think you'll be in London or Hollywood or Hollywood. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, Did it pull it? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, It's exactly. been too much election stuff. He's a little in my small brain. But yeah, yeah, I think you'll be off doing TV and film and uh, it may not be available. But what I would say is massive Celtic fan. And when he actually applied, when he when he sent me his application, um, he had a beautiful story about meeting Tommy. His it turns out Liam's um, Liam's cousin is Gary Harkins, who. A former professional mm, footballer uh, played around played you know Gimsby and Dundee Morton Partick place and and Gary's dad was a scout for Celtic so Liam actually got like a kind of trial up at Celtic Park and he said he's sitting, he's sitting in the changing room, and lo and behold Tommy walks in how are you doing lads you know just enjoy today you know and, and, he, and he said that was it I was just like plug the Tommy burns and to say Liam's excited about this is um, I, you know, is is an understatement as well, right. which I really that that makes our life so much easier to I mean when he's absolutely involved. Oh, yeah, uh, good. Uh, good honestly, I in fact I'll need actually okay, I'll just i get the email he sent me and I'll I'll forge on the word but it, it was beautiful. Um, and I so I'd high hopes for him and I, I said that to you guys but when he came and and I was like That's so good. Oh, that was really good so we've got a really strong cast as well as that we've got a couple of other actors that I've worked with before who are very versatile and what they'll do is they'll play Priest, the Doctor the nurse you know that kind of idea um, a lot of the time and, and, and again this is going back to how amazing Tommy was that even after his um, terminal stuff it was in getting a blood transfusion and there was the Thing about the nurse that was confused and the wrong details, and he was mm-hmm. making jokes that he was going to end up with a boob job and stuff. Like oh, that yeah, so so we, we put these things in as well, you know. But yeah, we've got a really, really, really strong cast, and I just can't make really it going with it. I just can't. Really, i have been can honestly. I've been, <laughs> the re- the be, we we, we, we rehearsed for three weeks uh, before mm-hmm. before the show, and I just can't wait till really we actually get involved in the creative side and. Um, they could, we can we can put the show on stage, you know. Mm-hmm. So what I would say as well is um you know I know that every single member of that audience is on our side from, from, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from the from the minute the actors walk on stage, every single person in there wants to enjoy themselves, wants to, and it's just that's just an absolute reflection of love every single person in the world have had for Tommy.
3: definitely. David you've got to tell us about the uh, tickets when they go and sell where we can actually find the tickets and get and involved sure okay
4: so thanks for that uh, yeah it's the the website is the best place to go um, the only place to go really uh, it's uk. so that's uk. on there you'll find information about cast the crew um, so obviously it's the Kennedy Dale Suite uh, the 9th to the 13th of November so we're doing it Tuesday night Wednesday night Thursday night Friday night Saturday night Saturday night and on the website there is a link for the tickets which will take you through to Ticketmaster and you can purchase the tickets um, when you purchase the ticket you'll get an email confirming it with the code etc thereafter you will then receive a uh, uh, your allocation of seats kind of thing and if you, the, order, the sooner you order the closer to the front you'll be um, we had to do a little bit of a difference because obviously the Kerrydoch suite's not set up mm-hmm. yeah. um, as a, as a theatre venue so you can't select your own seats so mm-hmm. therefore the sooner you order I will simply place people Yes, different, if you know what I mean so that's how it's going to work so again that's the the Tommy uk, and we're on Twitter uh, at Burns Story so we're on there as well if anybody wants to
3: give us a follow on there so and we'll have the links at the bottom of the video as well yes. um, but thank you all for coming through to chat thank so you it's nice uh, been an absolute really pleasure it. thanks for joining us on a Celtic State of Mind thank, thank you, thank
1: you. Thank you.